today, well, tonight, we are going to be interviewing TikTok sensation, public speaker and advocate, uh, Rhea Demiri. Many of you might know her, um, might know of her. Hello, everybody. Hello. We're going to be live real soon with a special guest, Rhea Demiri, TikTok star, um, public speaker, motivational speaker, LGBT. Um, she promotes the LGBT. Hola, Dimelo Ghost. How's everybody? Be money. What's good? Saludos, mis amores. Um, <clears throat> yes, um, we will be conducting this interview um, in a few minutes. Saludos, Lobito. Oh, besitos, mi amor. Um, I just want to uh, announce a few things before we start um, and before I invite her to be with with us right now. Um, Sombra saludos. Este, we have um, Ria Demira tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time, of course. Um, tomorrow we are going to have La Única Desiree. Um, she is a songwriter, a singer. And then we're gonna have Telvin Lewis at 9 p.m right here on IGTV with the one and only Rosie, the boss lady, right here via Power Trip Radio. Um, don't miss it. Don't miss tonight's uh, interview, nor tomorrow. We have two tomorrow, so don't miss it. Please be here with us. Um, saludos a todos que están eh, sintonizando conmigo. <laughs> este... Um, we also have a new segment that's coming up real soon, um, hopefully for the month of December. It is titled um, Confessions, uh, Living with Chronic Illness. And so these are going to be testimonies and stories from people who suffer from chronic illness, chronic disease, such as what I have, um, what I battled with for nine years, trigeminal neuralgia, cancer, um, diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, etc. We will be having that segment hopefully coming this December. Hello, hello, mis amores, saludos. And so, thank you. Um, Della, hello, hello, we're about to start. I am announcing, making a few announcements. So, yes, we're going to be, um, yeah, it's coming soon. Um, what was it? I got distracted a little bit. Um, confessions, living with chronic illnesses. Like I said, chronic illnesses, um, would be trigeminal neuralgia, diabetes, cancer. Uh, these are chronic diseases as well. Um, uh, we're going to be having testimonies, real stories coming to you, uh, testimonies, for the people who live with chronic illnesses, that's coming up. Saludos, hello, hello everybody. We are about to start real soon. I'll be inviting Ria Tamiri real soon um, to this live. I'm just making a few announcements. For those that don't know who I am, I am Rosie the Boss Lady. 
radio host of Power Trip Radio, and I am also a podcaster at anchor.fm slash Rosie the Boss Lady. Can you please tell me if you can hear me um, clear? Because we do have background music. So I just want to know if can anybody, it doesn't matter who it is. Hello, hello. Uh, if you can hear me clear, is the music louder than I or I am louder than the music? Can you please tell me somebody? Thank you. So, um, yes, so we, we are going to replace Tuesday on the Mount with uh, Confessions, Living with Chronic Illnesses. That will be, again, once again, that would be coming this December um, right here on Power Trip Radio and Anchor.fm slash Rosie the Boss Lady. Saludo, saludo, hello, everybody. Um, thanks for joining we are, for those that don't know, but I've been posting TikTok sensation. Yes, I'm so excited about this one because um, when I first saw Rhea Demiri, it ended up being a video that she posted on TikTok that she went viral. And I'm going to tell you why. She went viral because she is beautiful. She is outstanding. And... Let me tell you, yeah, I know y'all know what I felt. I was like, hold up. <laughs> but yeah, hello everybody. Sue Haiti, saludo mi amor, Jose, Jess, uh, Iron Body, hello. Saludo mi amor, Sue Haiti, Sue Haiti in the house. And um, yes, to her core, that's right. So, um, I'm going to go ahead real, and I'm going to announce a couple of more things and then we're going to go ahead and send the invite and hopefully um, Rhea is ready for us. Elena, hello. Saludo mis amores. Hello. For those that don't know who I am, I am Rosie the Boss Lady. I am a podcaster at anchor.fm slash Rosie the Boss Lady, as well, radio host for Power Trip Radio. Hello, hello, everybody. I know you're probably waiting for Rhea. Yes, um, we have about 10 minutes, but if she hop on at 6.55, around that time, um, and she's ready, we can go ahead and get started. Ed, saludos, hello. How is everyone doing this evening? Can someone tell me um, if you can hear me clear? Or if the music on the background is a little bit too loud or I am too loud so I can adjust the mic. Do you hear me good, clear? Ba, 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 ba. Come on. Yes. Thank you, Della. All right. So we are replacing Tuesday on the Mount with confessions, living with um, chronic illnesses and disease, right? That would be coming this December. Tuesday on the Mount is always on Tuesdays on the morning, but we are going to be replace that, that segment with um, confessions, living with chronic illnesses at 7 p.m. Eastern time on anchor.fm slash Rosie, the boss lady. 
Thank you. Thank you, mis amores. Thank you. Um, and also, um, Throwback Thursday is a show that we've had um, for a very long time. But due to my illnesses, <laughs> we had to put a pause on the radio show. Um, but we are planning to bring back Throwback Thursday, which is bringing you all the best in R&B, hip-hop, old school, meaning old school music, old school hip-hop, old school um, R&B, uh, pop, Latin. So, yeah, that's something that is coming up real soon. Um, and that would be on TikTok and Facebook. Hello, hello. All righty. Um, like I said, uh, we have tomorrow. Well, this evening is Ria Demiri at 7 p.m., right? Tomorrow, we're having La Unica Desiree. She is uh, a singer and a songwriter. And then at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time, of course, I'm in New Jersey. So uh, we're having... Uh, a special guest as well, uh, Telvin Lewis. He is from, he was the winner on I Can See Your Voice. Um, I don't know if you have saw it or seen it. <laughs> um, his name, he goes by Telvin Lewis. I believe that's his, uh, his real name. Um, he'll be here tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern time, so don't miss that. Um, and we have a lot of surprises coming up. Oh, my God. I was going to cancel my shows for until January um, because of <clears throat> I had a relapse on my kidneys. But hey, God is good, and I'm still moving. I'm still breathing. So let's do this. Um, hello, mamita. Yes, I know you've been wanting to watch Ria. Yes. Well, if Ria is around and is watching you can go ahead and send me a request or I can go ahead and invite you now if you're ready. Yes. <laughs> Ria is actually joining us. Hello, mi amor. If you're ready, if Ria Demiri is ready, we can go ahead and I can send you your invite and you, all righty, she's ready. All right, here we go. Ria Damiri, public speaker, advocate, um, philanthropist. Uh, she is. Um, she has her own merch. Oh man, we're gonna talk about her. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Hey, how are you, love? Hey. <laughs> I'm good, sweetie. Um, I just want to apologize for the first date. Um, I had got sick, so I had to cancel. But look, we're here, right? So that's all that matters. All right. <laughs> okay, so we have Ria Damiri here with us. Um, Ria, tell us a little bit about yourself for those that don't know who you are. Hey, well, I'm Albanian. Um, my parents say I'm 100%, but I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> but I was born in Macedonia. Um, I came here. My parents brought me here at two years old. You know, um, I was two. My brother, 
I have a small, like two siblings. I have a sister and a brother. They were younger. They're younger. I'm the oldest. Okay. So they're kind of here for a better life. So obviously come from a family of immigrants. Um, so they came to Connecticut. I live in Connecticut currently since I'm since two years old. So I, I've never been, I've never been back home. Okay. So I don't know over there, but I was born over there, but I'm a citizen of this country. So okay. this is home, you know? Right. Uh, I grew up in a very like, uh, cultured and religious um households so i'm muslim i'm albanian so i grew up that way i grew up um in a diverse city in a, 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 I, don't know, I wouldn't say a big city but a small city in, in uh connecticut so okay. growing up like you know diversity it was a little bit more trouble stuff like that but like you know uh, my par- my parents just wanted me to go to a better school so right. we moved into like suburb around city still still diverse but um, better schooling. So I lived in this small town since I don't know, like eight or nine years old, and this is all I know here. So I've been in a, I've been in the quiet for most of my life up until now. So I grew up like playing with the boys. I love basketball. Uh, I always used to always play with the boys. So I didn't have fun playing with the girls because girls right. were interested in balls. <laughs> that wasn't my thing. So I was right. always like I'm with the guys, like basketball or whatever. And my parents always thought that like. I would always get in trouble, you know, it's like, no, they thought I would like, you know, have crushes on boys and like stuff like that. And me being me, I'm like, I knew, you know, I'm like gay in my head, but I can't tell my family. So I was like, I'm like, the boys are the safest bet for me. Like, I want to play with the boys, but they didn't know that. They thought I was going to like, you know, start straight our, our, our culture and stuff like that. So they were always afraid. We're not allowed to have friends, yada, yada, you know, like pretty much small my, my, my life wasn't like too it's pretty simple nothing okay. crazy that's pretty much me okay that's good well i'm glad you shared that with us um okay so i know that um well me personally when i saw your video that went viral on tiktok right mm. i'm a married woman but let me tell you something the, um, the very like the one that the, went like the one? no the one, the one that you drew that you picked up and then you just came out of nowhere with the black clothing and i was like what the okay. like you know what so let me tell you that that to me was the first one i saw of you right so i was i had a double like go back i had to like go up like this and i'm like hold up what's going on here <laughs> and you know so i said wow that's Maria the Miri. What what is she about, you know? But um, so then I started noticing that everybody just like kept, you know, duetting you and just like I kept seeing you more and more and more. And I'm like, this girl's interesting. I have to find out what's what you know what she's about. So um it, it was like very it was beautiful and dramatic, you know what I mean? Like in a good way, you know. I was like, wow, you know. Um what I wanted to ask was, what was your first um, thoughts and goals um, before TikTok? Oh my God! I honestly, I I worked in the medical field for about ten years. Wow. Uh, the way my life played out, that was the way it went. I went into medical assisting, which took like a year. I needed something fast, right? Mm-hmm. So after getting divorced and stuff, I needed something fast. So. I, to, you know, to provide for my daughter too. Um, and I got into the medical field and I did that 10 years. Um, I don't know. I was pretty, I hated my, my job, everything. I, I was so stuck on, this is my life and I got accepted. Yeah. 
job and everything, mm-hmm. nine, whatever type of typical nine to five, you know, as a manager and everything. Yes. And, a nurse and during the pandemic, all of this going on, I was like, you know what, like, that, I was just set with my life the way it was. I really didn't have set goals. Okay. Like, okay. Or anything like that. Yes. You know, okay. I was just like, yeah. A lot of people, you know, right, you know, yeah. this, this is it. Like, this right. is what my life is. And yes, gotta accept. I take it. I feel yeah. you on that. Yes, I, I agree with you. With yeah. my thing is, I have so much experience in business and, and all of that. But for some reason, after this whole um, quarantine and then like just the whole um, me getting sick constantly. Um, yeah with the brain cancer and then the kidney failure and all this stuff, I felt closed. Like I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know if I should go try to, you know, I know that my radio show has been on for 12 years. I've been doing this for 12 years. There's nothing new. I've been doing this for 12 years, but I had a big pause, a four year big pause. So that kind of like, I, for me to come back, it felt so strange for me, but I came back on this quarantine time. Yes. Um, I see a lot of people are loving their, look, look at the little hearts and everything. They're so cute. Albanians in the house. Okay. A lot of Albanians. <laughs> um, Rhea, if you don't mind, would you like to share your story with us? I can, sure, I can. I, I mean, like you said, you were that person that wanted, you know, in the beginning. That's how my story came about, because mm-hmm. I wasn't about sharing my, uh, I never wanted to share my story. It was like something I put in the back burner yes. of my and didn't want to ever talk about it anymore. Kind of like was like I'm moving on from my past. Right. But being in the position I am, I didn't get a lot of like people asking what what it, what is it about you? You know what I mean? I want to know what they were just were interested about me and my story and how like anything about my life. They just right. Yeah. To so I put my story out there for you know a lot of LGBTQ yes. closeted people who were afraid to be themselves, and I was like, you know what? I was that person too, so I'm gonna tell my story. So, all uh, like I said, I, I, I'm I grew up in a very religious and cultured household, more cultured than religious. Because okay. uh, Albanians are more moderate Muslims, they're not really like they're more modernized. But um, yeah, I was two years old when I mean not two, five years old when I was in kindergarten, realizing I was I was into females. Okay. Um, but I knew it, like I always tell everybody, I, I knew at that age it felt yes. wrong. That's how I grew up, you know. I grew up at the, around that age where I was told you can't you can't marry outside of the culture, right? Either it has to be an Albanian guy. Um, you can't obviously do any of, of this, um, any different race, yes. different, just sex, anything has yes. to be an Albanian guy. That's it. You know what I mean? So I grew up with that putting that putting that in my head from a young age, um, and being told I'd go to hell if I broke any of those rules or whatever so i had that fear and i and i and, and that caused me to not accept my sexuality i was like what's wrong with me you know i mean there's something yes. why did god why did god make me this way why do i have to suffer what yeah. did I do to be born like this and, and and like i didn't know how to take it but if it, it, it asked me up mentally um a lot it screwed with yeah. my head because i didn't know who i was right, at the right. time and then obviously in high school, senior year, I was forced to meet a, a guy that I didn't want to meet, but I was threatened. And I'm sorry, because every time I talk about this, I get like, it like, oh, no problem. I, I, I get the, the same feeling, way. So I 
I get a little, my voice gets a little. You're fine, honey. But, um, yeah. I was like, I think I was like 17, 18, I'm not sure. But it was like, right, I was a senior. I remember being a senior in high school. I met this guy one day. I said no to my family because they showed me a picture of him. They're like, what do you think about him? And I was like, no. You know, I was just definitely not. One, I knew how I felt inside. I didn't want to do it. And two, I just was not attracted to the person either, you know? So my dad, like, at the time, like, was like, no, too bad you're going. And I was I was always afraid of my father. My father was always was the one with the threats and stuff with my mom. So I was always afraid of my dad more than my mom. Mm. So I went, you know, and that one day that, like, I met this guy, like, I would say, like, about three, four hours later, I remember coming from McDonald's and my mom was like, you're engaged now. I'm like, what? I'm like, I just knew him for, like, an hour. Like, so I didn't even know the guy, like, and this is here in America, so I'm here, you know, and so I was married to him for, like, three years. That didn't out. For not because of me, my sex, just other personal things. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work out. Yeah. And I was still closeted. Um, and then I was pretty much forced in my household by my family because they thought I would, like, again, that being divorced, I'd still go do my own thing and be bad and whatever they thought was bad in their head. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So they pretty much didn't let me have a social life. I was trapped in my own home. I couldn't go anywhere. They would drive me. And I was 21, 22 years old at this at this point. Wow. So bring me to school, make sure I was in, you know, when I went for medical assisting school, make sure that I got a ride there, make sure I came back to the restaurant that we owned at the time. And, you know, I would help them. And I would never be, the only time I'd be alone was in the bathroom. Wow. And so I felt trapped in my house. And I remember I was like, let me just go online and find a guy so my parents could just get off my back, you know, yeah. just let me. So I remember, and this is my daughter's father. Um, I remember, I was like, well, just, he'll, he'll just be my boyfriend just so they could get off my back. Yeah. Well, it turned into a month of me being with him. It turned into, well, when are you going to, it was like the pressure on top, like making me feel bad and like, Obviously, my life didn't change that much. I would only be allowed to go out when he would pick me up. So I was like, well, I'm like, I'm just going to like get married and just get out of this house. Gonna, because yeah. it was, like, I can't be here anymore. So I moved. I mean, I got married to Ava's dad and I was married to him for about five years. Um, but during that time, um, his mom lived with us. She made my life hell. And I remember my first pregnancy I had with him. Um, I lost, I was pregnant eight months. And that's the only, the only reason I was like, I wanted a baby so bad was because I was so miserable and so depressed. And I was like, I need something to make me happy and give me something to to keep on living because I didn't, I felt so lifeless. I felt like a a, a body just living, but like, I felt lifeless. I had no soul. So I was like, I needed something to just like make me feel good. So I, I wanted a baby and I finally got pregnant. I was seven or eight months pregnant. I was close to eight months pregnant. And I remember at that moment, I, I doctors told me like, the, I don't know, I ended up bleeding at home and I, it was an emergency. I went to the hospital and doctors told me like, you know, baby's not breathing, baby's dead. There's no heartbeat. And I was like, you know, and I had to give regular birth to, to her. I had name, I had everything, a whole, you know, bed, clothes everything um for her i was just so excited before all that happened and that's when i was like i don't understand i kind of got cold to god 
and like religion because like I just don't understand you yeah. know doing all of these things the right way I'm doing it I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to stray off this path I'm, that's not a sin but yet you're still hurting me I was like I don't get right. what I did or that you know what I mean I'm just trying to like live yeah so I lost that baby I just felt so hopeless you know I'm like, I just didn't want to really live at all like I felt like I was done with life and then I just remember just like after that just getting pregnant out of nowhere with Ayla which was not planned I just stopped thinking about babies period because I was like that's not for me either that's when my daughter and that whole time obviously going through that traumatic pregnancy the first time you're thinking like it's gonna happen to me again you know what I mean like it's gonna do it something's gonna happen so I remember being pregnant with my daughter the same time I lost my other daughter I had to get like emergency like like gallbladder like taken out like oh my god and they told me, oh, you're, you might lose your daughter. That's the risk. You know, we think she'll, it'll, it'll be fine, but we have to tell you that that's the risk you're taking, but you have to, like, you know, you have to take the gold breath. You have no choice or you're going to die with the baby or whatever. And I'm like, well, then I guess that's my, that's my, that's what I have to do. So right. um, that was a scare. So I was like, I can't, like, I can never win. It was always, something was always, like, nothing could right. go smooth in my yes. life. Yes. It just, it, I have to suffer to have it. So that happened. My daughter turned two. Everything worked out great. My daughter's seven now, but she turned two years old when uh, I decided to just be done with with her dad. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a in our marriage. It just was just toxic. His mom was toxic. Um, he was a mama's boy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he never cared to listen to what I had to say. And I was like, what am I doing here? Like, you know, I can't pretend. I'm not gonna pretend right, anymore. So. Yeah. And then I just kept when I raising when you raise a kid, you realize you don't want to raise them that way. You know what right. I mean? You're like, you, how is how was I? I kept saying to myself, I'm like, how am I supposed to show my daughter happiness when I don't even feel it right now? Like, I don't know how to show her happy. Like, I can fake it, pretend, be happy, right. but I'm still empty. I still feel half empty. Like, I just wanted to get. I didn't want her to be around a fake life. Oh just, yeah, exactly. So it just gave me a backbone. My daughter gave me a backbone, and I was like, I can't do this anymore, and I'm going to do it for her, and this is, I don't care what happens, Um, I got out of that marriage, Um, and then living with my parents at the time, I was in a relationship with a female, and they saw me a lot with her, Um, so I just told my parents the truth because my mom kept questioning me and putting me on the spot and just kept denying me, I'm like, you're, no, no, no. And then I just told my mom via phone. I think she called me over the phone. She saw me leave with the girl. She's like, well, you're with her again? And I was like, yeah. And I was, she's like, do you have to tell me something? And, like, and I was just like, yeah. just, I was like, this is my life. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you love me or you don't love me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I was, you know, I can leave with my daughter and we can go start a whole new That's life somewhere right. else. not going to be accepted. <clears throat> um, I know my parents, you know, a big reason why like I wasn't like completely booted booted from from their life was because of my daughter mm-hmm. I'm sure it would have been different if I didn't have my daughter it, it, maybe they things would have been, been different of, you would think yeah, things would have probably so been different yeah I feel like losing a grand grandchild um they were like you know uh, different they, they, they would lose two of us you know what I mean right so because that was me. I was ready to get rid of anyone toxic. I just wanted happiness. And it was my life. And I deserved that. You know what I mean? I was like, right. I want to 
live my life and it shouldn't affect anyone else how I live it. I, right. I should be told how to live my own life. So I was yes. like, I can't do this. And now I'm just living my best life. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's still a process. It's not like I had it the moment I told my mom I was gay. Right. I didn't. It's still it's been a long yeah. time. Even now, like I still have a little bit of issues. Wow. Still trying to do myself, but it's not going to stop me. Never that's will right. Yes. Yeah. So that's a little bit of my story. Okay. Without getting all like really a lot of details, but okay. that's a little bit of it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, as many of us um, know, you've met someone very special. Yeah. Uh, along the, the way, you know, along the, this journey uh, with the TikTok and everything. Um, did you met your beautiful partner through TikTok or just yeah. on your own terms? Yeah. No, I just TikTok. Like, I was always, like, in toxic relationships, like, dating on, like, from freaking Tinder and, like, you know, I had a serious relationship. I thought I was going to marry somebody. But they ended up breaking my heart. And, like, I lived with the person. You know, I had a whole promise where it was, like, a whole thing. And then she broke my heart. And, like, after two years together, and just told me she didn't love me anymore. So I was, like, devastated. So I was, like, you know what? I'm, like, I'm done dating. I'm just going to be, like, what you want to call it, a fuckboy. Like, I just wanted just to do my own thing and not right. care about anyone's feelings. Because no one ever did about my feelings. So I was, like, I'm just over it. So I was in toxic relationships with a lot of people on bad choices, like, and I know I hurt people too, but I just wasn't mentally okay yeah. after that. But my mentality was like, I'm not dating, and I didn't think I would ever yes. date either because I'm like, you know, she's far, she's in Minnesota, mm -hmm. hell no, I'm not ever talk to somebody that's that far, you know, because I'm a very like, uh, I need somebody here, yeah, like, like come to you whenever I want to, and you know, just make it's easier you know relationships long distance are hard so i was what judgment i just i'm just not afraid of it maybe because i've been through so much of it and hiding from it that i'm so over it i don't care and yes. i realize the less you care about the world the, how they view you the happier you are and i've, I've come to realization with with the way my life has been yes with the so i just i'm not afraid i'm not afraid to be open honest yeah, that's right you don't have to be that's like, right I, to be somebody I'm not on uh, social media and not that I'm saying anyone else does this yes, but yes. I, I'm open yes about it more than right I don't yes. so, I mean I, I agree watch the influencers mm -hmm. you know what I mean but yes. I'm not afraid to talk about real life issues that's and connect right. with real people because everybody goes through something and no one's going to pretend to be perfect so. that's right how do you stay up to date with the latest trends on social media well I get tagged a lot um, I do go on my for you page a lot. I spend some some time on my on my TikToks just to make, to make sure I keep up with them. But I do get tagged a lot. Like I just I'm, I'm always like keeping up with social media myself and you know friends and a lot of people just tagging me and stuff. So it's easy. Ayla will go on it too. <laughs> it's like you know, yeah. Stuff and you know if, if I'm not keeping up, I know Ayla is, and I'm just watching what she's doing too. Oh, so, that's really yeah. nice. Um, are there any techniques that you use to engage um, followers? Um, the techniques I use, I just, I'm, I'm just always trying to keep in contact with my following. Like, I don't, uh, I pretty much just, we'll do whatever to, to, like, make them feel like they are loved and stuff like that. Like, they're, like, I'm not just here just for their following. That's right. Like, 
with them. I try to do different things with them. Like, I got a whole Zoom thing working, like, Zoom parties now for fun. Like, That's just awesome. Just to show them love back. That's and just right, yeah. Engage with them, like, comment, like, share stuff. Because at the end of the day, I honestly, I, I, I'll never forget that I'm here because of the following, you know what I mean? So, yeah appreciate them and engage with them yes that's awesome there you, you know. go are you engaged with me too yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um what would you say is the most rewarding part of being well people will call you influencer because you know you you know you do so much for the community of lgbt and you're just a very inspiring motivating person what is the most rewarding part of it the rewarding part is that, like, I obviously I'm I'm my heart is big and I'm genuine and humble and I'm always going to try and preach positivity and and kindness and acceptance and all that. So I guess the blessing really is is that like people actually look up to you and they listen to you. So I do have a chance to be have a chance to like impact people's lives. Yeah. And getting to know, know like people all across the across the world, like. And that they want to get to know you and like i don't know it's just that's just all just yeah. just all meeting beautiful people that's right yeah. all rewarding you just had a recently um i don't remember it was maybe two months ago or a month ago you went some probably yeah like two months ago maybe you went to a place and you met with some of your followers or yeah was that a meet and greet that was a, that was a quick meet and greet um oh, okay it's in as bad in Connecticut. Like we were one of the top states where it wasn't oh, as bad, so we mm -hmm. only did it once. And then we did it once because COVID was just getting bad. Yes, <laughs> yes. But we only did it once. We couldn't do it any other Yeah, anywhere. especially right now, how everything goes. So, so yeah, how how was that though? The feeling. It was. Um, it was. I don't know. It was like. It was like I was speechless. Yes. I just. I still like think about it. Like the fact that people want to just. Yeah me me like and i'm sitting here like wow, i'm not I, i'm not any special or any different from anybody else i'm just I'm just real I'm it's just, just the person that you are huh? the person that you are it's yeah, just, it comes just, you're you're know. very um you, the way you come out uh to people towards people is very genuine like you said and um that's what it is it's nothing that you know everybody is like you said everybody has their own ways but that's who you are you're very like you said you have a good heart you know and this that's what brings all these people that want to see you sure. you know what well, i mean be yourself like if, if people people are gonna love you for you yes. be yourself do that's anything right. to impress somebody else like it's just this if they love you they're gonna love you that's it like exactly. you don't have to you yes have you done any collaborations with any other uh tiktoker or influencer or yeah. I, do, I do a lot. I keep in contact with a lot of influencers. I'm always on IG doing collabs about mental health and just like anything awesome. like influencers. I'm always like anything like real life, real life issues or anything like that to talk about, um, especially mental health and mm -hmm. like LGBT, other LGBTQ influencers that I've collabed with that we talk about like issues and we try to connect with the fans if they have any questions. I've even done one with a spiritual healer she helped me on um <clears throat> people through through hard times you know like be there so mm -hmm. i did you know just to do stuff like that that's good that's awesome yeah um ria do you have any message a positive message to your fans or followers any gratitudes after you know what 
Do you have any of that? You know, any message, positive message for your followers, your fans? I say it all the time, um, especially because mental health is my my main big thing with in the LGBT because in the LGBTQ community, yes. my mental has been messed up because of you know being part of the LGBTQ community, going through stuff and not being able to be myself, and obviously that caused a lot of issues with 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 especially the youth. You know, because yes. I mean, being young, it's caused me a lot of like. PTSD, past trauma, like things like that. So mm-hmm. I always tell people it's okay to not be okay, and it's yes. okay to cry and, and let it all out. And, and and you're not perfect. Things are gonna hurt. You're human, but it's all about how you pick yourself up after. Just yes. pick yourself up and keep pushing, and it's gonna be okay. You just don't stay down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the cry, like I said, and they're not alone, and they're they're always welcome on my page and to vent and there's a lot of like supporters on my page a lot of amazing people who support one another mm-hmm. on my page they always have a safe place on my page um but when i go live or in my dms if i can get to you i will but you can always uh message me and feel like you're writing in a journal a lot of people do that they like write a ton to me even though i don't ever get to read it but when i do it uh, but like people use me like a journal it's like they're almost like really mm-hmm. talking but yeah, I mean, that's my main thing is like, it's okay not to not be okay. So, and empower each other, um, be there for each other, uplift each other, you know, um, but that's it. Okay. What I want to ask you a personal question, not on your end, but on my end. Um, yeah. so I, one of my daughters, uh, she recently came out to us. Um, <laughs> well, not recently. It's been about two years, two or three years. <laughs> um, we love our daughter and we support her in any decisions she, she wants. You know what I mean? That she wants to make and yeah. that's her decision. That's her life. That's her body. That's whatever she wants to do. And, um, you know, certain members in my family and I'm going to be straight up certain, pe- certain, uh, family members in, in my, my family are Christian. Yeah, that's so they idea. come to me about it too much. And, uh, you know, I get very, um, I get irritated, you know, because, you know, it's my child you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I know they talk about this whole Bible thing, you know, where um, it's not supposed to happen or this and that. But you know what? Yeah. That's her happiness. And I've noticed. Way. huh? I grew up that way. But all I can tell you is I don't know who these people are. It doesn't matter if it's your mom, your dad. I would say just keep that toxic energy away from your daughter. Um, these people kind of don't deserve to be in your... They, they they really should not even be talking to you as a parent, how you should raise your kids and how you should be, to be honest with you. And I would just stay away from that toxic energy, to be to be honest with you. And she'll see that you stick up for her. Right. I mean, she'll, as long as you're you're doing what you're doing, what you, yes. you're doing... Me, a, me you and her father, we are very... We love her very much, and... You know, she's very private. She's very um, close, you know, and sometimes it worries me. But, um, and she's listening, but she's fine. <laughs> she's listening because she she wanted to see you. Just like my youngest one, she wanted to see you too. Now, these are young adults. These are not little girls, you know. These are young adults. That's and, awesome. And so, like my oldest, she is going to turn 22. And so, like, that's the one that, you know, she's in the whole, you know, um, she has a girlfriend and this and that, but she came out to us when she went to the university. And, yeah. you know, we're, um, I just wanted to see what you can tell, which you already did. Thank you so much. Um, it's just, you know, sometimes a mother feels a lot of pressure 
when when your family members come out of nowhere and they just be like, oh, you know, you got to be careful. You got to try to change your mind. And I start arguing with them at like, the no. Day, at the end of the day, yeah, and at the end of the day, and I feel like because I'm a mom, at the end of the day, my, my child's happiness matters more than anyone exactly. else's opinion and their own views. Like, it's just like political shit too. It's like they can talk to you about who's the best politician and, you're, and they make you feel bad for, yes. for whoever, you know what I mean? It's the same. Right stuff, but at the end of the day, this is your child, and you're not gonna exactly. Just, you know, no one's kids' happiness, and you know, you know better than anyone else about right. your kids to be in your kids' business. If they can't respect that, maybe they really need to just like you have to tell them like yes, no more. Yeah, or in our lives, because, they actually you know, they actually distance kids. Our they kids actually distance themselves. Like, yeah, if there's no if you can't love my kid for for who they are, then you don't need to be part of our lives. Right, and, and that's where. I'm okay with getting rid of any toxic energy like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I don't care if it's my parents or siblings or anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Right. So, works for me. So That's right. But thank you so I, much I because... Wrong. She, she's living her best life. As long as and she, she is. I noticed she's actually more happier now. The main thing. You know, yes. they won't, that, I never cared about anyone else other than my parents' support. So right. I can see, you know, she's good. She's good. You're thank guys are you. Good. You're, doing, you're doing great. Thank you, love. I have, I saw a phrase that you um, posted on Facebook, I believe, and it said, I cannot think of any better rep, uh, representation of beauty than someone who is unafraid to be herself. Um, it, I really, what made you write that? I really love that phrase that you wrote, like that quote. It's really well, interesting. I, I, I'm inspired on, I, I, I like to do a lot of searching of like inspirational stuff. Yes. Um, I get inspired online by doing that. Um, it keeps me going. I like to put them in my pictures too on social media. So it's just like it's a lot of it's like uplifting, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it makes me feel good reading yes. stuff. Like I don't to put it like any pictures or whatever. So yeah, um, that is the most beautiful thing is to be yourself and not be be unapologetically you and not care about That's what right. the world can do. And yeah. Thank you That's so much, Rhea. You know, um, I'm just so excited that you came and you joined us and you gave me the opportunity to go ahead and interview you. <laughs> I'm humbled that you even asked me to do that. Like, I always get so excited when somebody asks me to do podcasts with them. I'm like, oh, me? That's so special. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you. So we're going to leave it off with um, anything that you would like to say. Oh, wait a minute. Can you please share all your social media accounts, you know, so that people can find you? Your merch, where can they find your merch? Because I saw I it. <laughs> yeah, merch is coming. My holiday launch is coming out tomorrow yes. at 7 p.m. It's on Rio.com. It's also in my bio on uh, TikTok and IG. You can hit up that link, link tree, and you can, you can go in there. Uh, my IG handle and TikTok, those are my main ones. I have other stuff, but it's also the same. It's just like my IG everywhere else. You can find me the same way. It's R-I-A underscore Demiri um, with a three. So you'll see it's the same. You'll find me everywhere. Okay. It's the same handle, nothing different. So. Okay. Sounds but good. But I'm not going to to be honest with you. So. <laughs> well, thank yep. you so much for joining us. It's been, I'm glad that you, like I said, I'm glad that you gave me the opportunity. And everything is going to, for those that missed the, um, for those that have missed the interview from the beginning they can always go to anchor.fm 
FM slash Rosie the Balls ready to hear it. Or they can go right here because it's going to be uploaded um, IGTV. Um, so they can rewind the video or they can just see it from the beginning. Um, so, yeah. So thank you so much and much love, much blessings to you and your family. Hi to Amber <laughs> and your baby girl. Oh, thank you, love. Yeah, I, we love her very dearly. And we'll imagine they're distant. My The, the people, my family member that kind of, they're distant from us now because of that. But. I don't care. That, that's All right. right. All righty, my love. Thank you so much. Right. <laughs> Take care, babe. All right, hon. Bye. Bye, hon. All right. For those that are still here, you can always, um, for those that came in late, you can always listen to the um, to the interview on anchor.fm slash Rosie the Boss Lady, or you can also watch it here on IGTV once I upload it. Um, remember tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to have, um, La Unica Desiree. She's a songwriter and singer and at 7 PM Eastern time, as well as we're going to have, um, um, Telvin Lewis. We're going to have Telvin Lewis tomorrow at, uh, who is Turquoise Kendrick? I don't know. Oh, you are so pretty. So, oh, thank you, Joanne. Oh, lovey. Uh, we're also going to have Telvin Lewis tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern time. He is one of the, um, from the first season of uh, I Can See Your Voice. He is the winner. Um, he sang, listen, me and my daughter, we already knew he was the singer. We knew. And then his, his attitude, the stylist, he goes by the stylist. So, yeah, we're going to have them tomorrow. Don't miss it. Um, wear your mask. Please wash your hands constantly. Hold on. <clears throat> that tickle. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, always social distancing when you step out your home. Um, if you don't need to go anywhere, don't do it. Family and friends should un understand because this is getting very out of control. Um, many people are dying. The numbers are rising again. So wear your mask, wash your hands constantly, social distancing all the time. Um, much love. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, and yeah, so take care of yourself. God bless you. And again, anchor.fm slash Rosie, the boss lady, much love. Let's go.